You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living. Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans. Number one, one, of course, y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank right here on the Miami Dolphins Go Podcast Network. Yeah. Seth Levitt, DJ Preach is in the back, and my main man, OJ McDuffie. Juice, looking sharp today, man. I like the hey, new shirt. man, you know how I do it, Big Seth. You know, I got so much Dolphin gear, man. I just got to make sure every episode, I got to come something, something a little different. Yeah, you know? I've got like a rotation of yeah, three I, things. Yeah, I noticed that. I won't say anything, but yeah, I noticed that. I, I mean, bit. it is what it is. I got a lot of kids, you know. I got I got to go with what I've got. But speaking of looking sharp, and last time I was seeing double, but this time it's just one oh, yeah. pouncy. Mike Pouncy diving into the tank for the second time. How you feeling, man? Awesome, man. Life's been good. I'm excited to be back with you guys. Obviously, uh, OJ, I know you've been well. Been following you. But uh, my brother, same way. I wish he could have been here today, but he has some other stuff going on. But excited to be back. I didn't know that you guys did things separately. Yeah. Like retirement. Yeah, that's post, yeah, post-career. Got post-career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I Great thought maybe stuff. after that last game that we just played, you know, maybe they decided to Yeah, he ain't came out the house. That's probably yeah, what it is. Exactly. He ain't left out the house yet. Yeah, was he was, at the game? Yeah, we tailgate. We actually didn't go inside. Our kids went in with our with our dad and a couple of family members, but we sat outside the whole time, tailgated. Yeah. yeah, we had TV. We had a whole setup. Yeah, we, was, we was there. Too funny. That's good. Well, I know only one of you went home happy. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. And I'm glad it was, uh, I'm glad it was the guy that's sitting here with of course, us today. Of course, <laughs> that's right. No doubt. That's right. So yeah, so we talked about the last time you were in the tank. That was four years ago. It's crazy. Four years ago in the tank, and I do remember this, Big Seth. We crammed the, the brothers <laughs> on my pool table in my house yeah. back then, man. And it was tight space right, right, yeah. right there. Yeah, you know, whole I mean? different setup. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all got it going on. A more leg room, even though you got to be you had, you had a big house, OJ. I ain't gonna lie, you. Well, I had. Yeah. I sold. Yeah. It sold. Oh, you I sold, sold it. it. Yeah, man. The market was right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you hit then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was nice. So we, too. I won't say that. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay, Mike. You know, so we we lost your brother for this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we we lost some of you too for this one, like. Man. Talk to me, man. What's going on, man? I mean, if I didn't know you played offensive, you know, center, I would think you played tight end. And maybe even wide receiver, yeah, man. The way the you know what I mean? The way you're looking right now, man. Talk to me. What, what's going on here? So we went on this journey just, uh, you know, post-career to lose a bunch of weight. And um, once it kind of started falling off, it kind of got easier after that. It was just once we got to the bottom, it was like, man, this was the hardest part was staying here. It was like, all right, can we – completely change our diet for the rest of our lives. And that's been the tough part for us so far is just, you know, maintaining the way that we're at now. But the part of losing it was just the mental side of it. It's like, man, how bad did you really want to lose the weight? How bad do you want to get down and, uh, you know, be kind of fit and better in, in better shape? And then we started going to stores. This is the funny part, because when you're big, you go to stores, you hope you're fighting for the one three X they got. You know what I'm saying? You're fighting for the one. Yeah, you go for the 142. Now I'm in that shit. I go get a large, an extra large, any sort. <laughs> it's like now when I travel. Buy clothes trip, off the rack. Yeah, I used to trip out when I travel because I'm like, man, I hope they don't lose my bag, man. They lose my bag. It's over. Like, right. what am I gonna wear? Right. Like, what you shit. wore? They lose it now. Give me a reason to go buy some new stuff. <laughs> That yeah. is hilarious. That dude. that is that is hilarious, man. It, yeah, it, we lost a bunch. It's been good though. We, I, I like being little. Yeah, and I think we talked about it a little bit before we got on, man. It's like it's nice having your brother as a partner in that. Yeah. You know, I'm the only child. I wouldn't have anybody that could, <laughs> you know, help me get through this battle, man. And you guys, I, honestly, you've always competed with and for each other, and that's another battle you guys are doing with each other. Yeah, I mean, he just, man, we, like I said, he's been a life partner for me. I've every step of my life, he's been there for, with me, and everything that we've always been into, we've done it you know, with each other. And so uh, 
When both of us decided to lose his way, there was no way I could let him be skinny and me be big. And I'd, I'd be the joke of every barbecue. Right, I mean, you know right, what I mean? Right. Can't be so the fat let Mike, let Mike pick dinner tonight, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so is there any competition? Is there, is there a comp- competition there? Or you guys? I mean, At first it was. You, what are your weights difference now? What is your difference now? Between? So we're both about 230 to 235. But when we first started, it was like every single day, I'm like, what'd you weigh in at? He called me, what'd you weigh in at? You know, it was like, who dropped, dropped yeah. more at, you know? And that was kind of like the competition thing that kept pushing us. We, I call him, what you eating today? I lied to him, be like, boy, I had a salad. Really, <laughs> really I ain't eat shit. You know, I, I, just, I, 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 I ain't really eat nothing. No, I just, no. I wanted to be up on him. So when tomorrow when he called away in, I'm like, yeah, he a little bit. You tell him it was a cheat day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So what you were when you retired? How much were you weighing? So when I retired, I probably retired at probably about 285, 287, somewhere in there. So we probably lost 50 to 60 pounds. Just. Unbelievable. Like, yeah, they were all, great, man. Yeah. They had to ball up, man. I, I, I'm t- I was telling them when he walked in, I saw it on, on social media, and he's on the treadmill. He's on this. Oh, yeah. You know, the shirt started coming off. All yeah. that. I'm like, who yeah, the hell is that? It like, feels good to do that, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a confidence thing for me Well, you now. earned it. Yeah, I barely wear a shirt. I was I would tailgate without yeah. a shirt on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, though. I'm going to tell you this. I don't buy shirts, even though I can buy XL. Even at 285, they didn't look 285. No. Man. Nah. They were tall and still, like, they yeah. look like b- basketball players still at that point. No, we used man. to always have to force ourselves to eat right. to keep the weight on while we were playing. And that's why it kind of felt easy whenever we just kind of stopped eating, just changed the way we ate. We didn't eat a lot of carbs. Cut out all the sugar, a bunch of water, just kind of just healthy, went the healthy route. I didn't want to say vegan because we still didn't right. clean it up that much. But yeah, we just went healthier and just cut out all the carbs and then we just lost all the weight. Because now, think about it, like you're forcing yourself four or five times a day to eat. Because, you know, you got to weigh in. And like, oh, how much you weigh on a Friday before a game? You got to right. make sure you're at that weight. Man, I stopped having to worry about that, having to drink six <laughs> water bottles before I weigh in. I said, shit. So you, were, so you were underweight. I guess always underweight. Yeah, yeah. Especially towards the end of our career. I know career, some you know? of those guys spend a lot of time in the hot tub and sauna and all that other stuff Man. trying to get it down before that weigh-in. I feel bad for the little guys coming out of the league now because all of them blow up. Yeah, you play wide receiver, running back, you guarantee you guaranteed to be 270 by the time you retire. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen it. I've seen it personally with some guys I played with. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He'd come in here and say he's feeling overweight. I'm like, shut up, man. I'm sitting here trying to hold my breath here when you're sitting here. Working out four or five times yeah, a day. Yeah, exactly. But did you set, like, a weight? Did you guys say, hey, we want to get to this number or, um, or we just, just want to lose weight and feel better? Yeah, it was like – Let's see how far down we can get. And then it got to a point where, man, we weigh in and we we go work out. And I felt like I put on weight after the workout. And that's when I knew there was no more losing because I had too much muscle. So when I was starting to work out, do 40 minutes of cardio, and then come out and do an upper body workout or something, and then come in and weigh in, I'm two pounds heavier. I'm like, how does it make sense? And then yeah. it started, I was like, oh, okay, well, I done lost my max of what I can lose unless I had just stopped lifting weights and muscle-wise. I was like, all right, 230, 235, that's a perfect way for me. Yeah, that frame, yeah, that frame yeah. can't go any lower than no, that. Yeah. Right, right. There's only so much. But it's, you know, if you didn't know, Drew, so I'm a gator. I think we talked about it. <laughs> I had no so idea. I followed your career from the beginning. And just the transformation of your bodies, you know, the two of you guys. Because when yeah. you came out, like like all kids coming out of high school, oh, we were, especially we the big chubby. guys. Yeah, we were, we were baby fat, all that. We were th- 315 was our max when we hit our peak at uh, Florida. We were 6'5", 315. And it was all body fat. I'm talking 30, 30% body fat type right. stuff. And once we started to get to the NFL, we started to get like a grown man's body. We leaned out a little bit more. We just looked, looked like leaner athletes on, on the football field for linemen. Post-career, I was like, shit, there ain't no way I can even keep that. Think about keeping that weight on, so it was right. a little bit easier. But, yeah, it was – It was it, crazy, looking yeah. at those pictures now, like, I'm like, shit, I don't – 
don't know, I'm not hate to even say I was ashamed of it because right. we had to have that weight on. But I was like, damn, I could have made it look a little bit better. You know what I mean? You know what's so funny about all that, Mike, is a lot of the big guys do go down in weight because yeah. they're trying to keep it up there. A lot of yep. little guys go up because, you know, they're struggling to, to, to stay under their weight. Because yeah, they don't run as much anymore. You know, right. but when you was, I mean, sure, when you was playing, y'all ran so much. Well, they and did the 12-minute run. They yeah, did a whole different run. Yeah, 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 they did run a lot. Y'all yeah. ran so much, you know, and every single day you're running. Even in the offseason, you're running, running to keep, keep up with your uh, routes and stuff. And then as soon as you're done, you automatically just cut out that route running. You cut out all that. Now, you might still go to the gym, but you still ain't running how you used to run. And that's why the little guys <laughs> get so much bigger, faster, is because, shit, they still was eating – you know, fried chicken. Still doing and the yeah, they were still eating the, still eating the same way when they was playing. It's just not running the same, yeah. and that's that's. Are that's you not advising difference. fried chicken and and? <laughs> I'm advising like if you're if you're a little guy and you want to still eat the same, keep the same routine, keep running. And if you're a big guy and you want to lose, <laughs> you got to cut out all that. It's, it's, all that fried shit, that's just it's dead. <laughs> well, c- congratulations to both you guys, man. You're killing it. So I again in preparing for this, I was like. I have not talked to Mike since you announced your retirement back yeah. in, in it was February of 2021. I mean, we really haven't spoken in a long time. And so honestly, when you when that announcement came out, I was I was a little shocked. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't realize you had played 10 years. Yeah, I, flew by. I, I didn't realize you had played as long as you had. And I don't know if that's because the last few years were, were in San Diego. But uh, I was like, what do you mean he's retiring? They're both retiring? These guys are at the top of their game. You know, and then you start to think about what you were going through and the injuries and the surgeries and all that. But to walk us through what goes through that decision-making process is that, you know, you're playing at a high level. Your brother's playing at a high level. I think it's fascinating that you guys made the decision together. I'm not surprised because I know how you roll. But just walk us through what was the mindset of a guy who is – you know, you only you have a small window of time that you get to be an NFL player and to decide we're done. So my, the mental aspects for me, I kind of had to go through it my last year because I knew the beginning of the season during training camp, I had, I had the hip replacement surgery. So I already knew that whole year. I was it was no way possible coming back just because there's never been a guy ever play with a hip replacement in the NFL. Mm. So I think it was maybe a kicker or somebody. But I, was, I, I had to accept that my last year, like, damn it, football's over for me. The hardest part was like for my brother, was accepting that he was still able to play. Yeah. He was like, hey, I got a whole another year on my contract. Man, I lost my brother. I'm a workout guy. Like, a guy that's going to push me every single day. He had to accept that part, and I was like, bro, what you going to do? Like, I ain't going to force you and tell you, but what you going to do? And so he had to go through the whole offseason. He's like, all right, let's think about it. I'm, I might go back. I don't know. But I seen it with him. Like, once you lose that fire, yeah. especially as a great player, like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. Right. I seen he had that fire, and I said, bro, don't go back can't your name means more it's a hard you know, one, one year you know what i'm saying like your, your last name means more than just one year i am i get emotional to think about it because i felt like he, <laughs> it was my fault he didn't get to finish out his career mm. the way he's supposed to you know but so you've been carrying that burden not really carrying the burden because we both understood it was just more like shit happens and yeah we wanted to finish out together on top and i was like bro you're gonna go back and we're not both not gonna be out there and he called it quit so wow and does he you know, you said that you got emotional, but did he ever make you feel like, damn, like, or, or he was 100%, he was, oh, once, never, it, once it clicked never. with him. That's, and that's kind of why I've always been good with it. Right. He, he was, and his mind mentally, he was done. He was already drained out. He had already, he played 11 years. He had, he, he, years. he wasn't going to, he was going to be back with all his teammates. Big Ben was going to go back for one more year, but he had lost all the guys he was grinding with, like his line and all the guys he had built those relationships with over the past decade. Right. And it kind of just drained out. They had a bad year the year before, and he was like, man, once you lose that fire, 
It's, it's like it's it. It ain't play it, it, nah because it's that, right? it's the top of the top because man a, a bad player can kick your ass if your mind play if your mindset ain't right. Right. Even a guy that's on the on practice squad, you go out on practice on a on a on a Wednesday and you get your ass kicked because your mental ain't there. It's like man, this guy ain't even gonna play on Sunday. But man, if you ain't all the way locked in every single day, man, this guy's still in the NFL. Yeah. He's gonna kick your ass. Right. And that's kind of part where you get drained out. If you lose the competitive part in practice, it's like there's no way you can go in a game and compete with those guys because a lot of those guys out there to earn new contracts or all that, they're yeah. on different missions. You never yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have that fire to go push yourself and practice to get better, then there's no way possible in a football game you're going to go out there and go against one of those guys. You know? Yeah, I've always said that. I, and, you know, you guys can speak to it. Look, professional athletes are professional athletes in all levels, but I feel like there, there's some sports – where guys can kind of go through the motions and get an extra year or two. Oh, yeah, for sure. You just can't do it in this sport, no, can you? No, it's too physical. You can't. It's too physical. In other sports, like, maybe you can get away with it because there's a, it's a mental aspect of it. But the part of football is mental and physical, and there's no way you can go out there. If your mental ain't right, there's no way you can, you can get through the physical part. I don't, I don't care if you even built well, like You've seen guys that have physical guys. talent all over the place, but they're, mentally they can't, they can't right. play ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they're just checked out, or they, you know, or sleeping meetings. You know what oh, I mean? so, so they really won't be there mentally. <laughs> we got some pretty good players in here that will talk about sleeping in the meetings. So I don't know. I guess you have to be elite to pull that off. Depending on what kind of meeting it is. Right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, they're yeah. also probably not quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe they were a few D linemen. Yeah. It's best teams when you get you get a little sleepy in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All yeah. you got to do is block down. Dude, you right? wake up, dude, dude, you can wake up, catch you a punt return, take it to high. What do you coach you on? Oh, man, you see the whole go. <laughs> right return, left return. Just let me know what it is, man. Are we at the middle or what are we doing here? We going for the block? What's the deal? You know what I'm saying? I get those, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. So we talked a little bit about the, the last time you were in a tank, but, I mean, at that point, when last time you just got traded pretty much to the Chargers. And to be honest, man, emotions were running real high. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you guys were charged up, man. Your brother was really charged. Yeah, yeah, he was. It's like, yeah, like he was really fired up, man. You know, it's amazing how people forget a lot of times, you know, about, you know, you know the business part of this whole thing. But it sucks, though, man. You got a great like that, you know, like yourself, and then they, they, they do what they do, man. But now the time has passed. Yeah. You know, how, how are you feeling about that now? Have, have you cooled off a little bit about it? Cause I know oh, I, yeah. I see you. I see you around a lot more often. I see yeah. you being a part of the organization a little bit more now. So to talk so about it, that time and now, how you feel now about it? And, I, and this is this is exactly what I was explaining to my brother during that time. I, I didn't just go crazy and just start just you no know, let my just bashing people for no reason because now, bro, we were sitting in a stadium tailgate and I say, bro, this is why. This is why I didn't go at the organization because you got to understand it's always a bigger thing. Like I say, bro, I seen them. Even my brother, I said, bro, when they when they when you decided that you were gonna retire, 
they brought in another kid and gave him your same number. Like, you know what I'm saying? You see, like, we're just a, we, like, your name might ring on forever there, but we're just a number. Like, you're just another guy. The NFL don't stop for nobody. Mm-hmm. And once I started to kind of realize that, I'm like, man, thank God I didn't sit here and just go off on a tangent how usually I do. Like with a family member or a friend, I was like, man. Well, he did it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I told him, I was like, you see why it feels better that you did it and not me because I ain't got to explain four years removed from it. Like, oh, why'd you lose it on this guy for this? Because now I understand it, man, because I I, honestly, I'm thankful that it happened because it gave me a different aspect of the NFL. Let me go and, you know, see how different organizations were ran. And it was a fun experience for me, even though I wanted to always retire a Dolphin. I never, ever thought I was going to leave here, but. The fact I did, and I went and go, I went and had success with a bunch of other gr- a group of guys. You know, I built relationships over there that are gonna last forever. And so it was, it was a fun experience for me. And I told my brother, I said, "Bro, you'll never understand it because you was with an organization that it was just it's different. Y'all were, y'all been around." I was like, "Man, thank God you never had to go out because I had to rebuild. Right. So I had to go into a whole new locker room and earn the respect as if I was still Mike Pouncey with the Dolphins." And I was like, "Bro, that's the hardest thing you can do." Right. It ain't coming in as a rookie trying to earn your respect for a team that they already have these expectations for you. It's going in as a as a vet to another locker room and accepting accepting you the same way they accept you at your first organization. It's interesting. I was like, bro, you go through that, you you show me what kind of man you is. Yeah, now, I'm glad you I'm glad you say that, man, because I I know the Dolphins love you, bro. You've been one of the highly requested, you know, guests to get back into the tank, man. He's a top fifty you know, player of yeah, all time. Yeah, exactly in, right, in this man. So it's like. The fact that you didn't go go ham on them, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, that, that and you can able to go out there and, and, and be in the parking lot for the game. I know you guys yeah, got to approach a lot while you have to tell games. You know how I've always but been yeah, my whole life. It's always just, yeah. bro, let's yeah. talk, just show. Yeah. And when I, that's what all I did was just go to the charge and show them. And I was the same person. Yeah. I went out there and made the Pro Bowl that same year. And, I, and that gave me more justification and going in the media bashing people that weren't going to be here. Right. Because, man, I it had so much turnover from Sperano to Philbin to – Man, rest in peace, Ronald. Dang, every time I think about him, yeah, he was a good man, great coach too. And uh, but yeah, Philbin, Adam Gase, and then Bowles, and you know um, Dan Campbell. So much turnover that you right. was like, man, how can you sit here and be mad at the organization for them trying to figure it out what's best for them? And that's when I started to look at it. When I got past all of it, I looked at it like that. I was like, dang, man, thank God I didn't just lose it like I usually do when I was in my younger days. At least not publicly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not publicly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you Because know, now, you know, because you still have the relationship. You know, we have our liqueur company now. Now we're going to be in the hard rock and all this other oh, stuff. Now, awesome. I, see, now, post four years ago, if I'd have lost my mind and all this other stuff, who knows those relationships still there? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and I'm, and I'm just glad, thankfully, that, you know, it worked out the way it did. Yeah, that's great to hear. And we see it all the time. We've had people sit on this show that had difficult departures from, look, how many guys? Hell, I have one. Yeah, I was going to say, how many guys <laughs> on the field yeah, or off the field yeah. get to walk out of this building or the previous building on their own terms? So, you know, it's just, uh, uh, it's one of the negative or unfortunate parts of, of this game. But, you know, uh, how many of those guys still maintain this great relationship right. with the organization? Terry Kirby was just on here. I mean, golly, yeah, Terry Kirby Terry, is at awesome. every Dolphins event. He rocks that aqua jacket. And... He Man. talks about how he was devastated when Jimmy Johnson traded him. So I think, though, that you guys start with well, one, when people realize it's not personal, typically it's not personal, but two, when you can separate the organization from individuals that are making decisions at that, that, that time. And, and to your point, there hasn't necessarily been the consistency that maybe your brother had. I, hopefully there will be now for quite some oh, yeah, time. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, it's looking uh, like it. Looking like yeah, sure. yeah, I agree. But there hasn't been that, and so it's like, well, if you were mad at this individual four years later, it's a whole different 
Like it literally is a whole different building. A whole different yeah, building. Yeah. So. I know. I mean, I still, you know, the, the cooks, all that's still the same. But man, when I walk in there, like. <laughs> but those aren't just, the people you have an issue with either. Yeah, no, nah, that's what I'm saying. Those are the people yeah. you love. You know, those are the people that don't understand. Like when you sit there and a guy leaves out and he's bashing everybody, he forgets about, oh man, the little people that sat there and made him happy every single day when he came in, made life easy for him. And, right. That's what I appreciate about being here the most, because those people are still here. Yeah. So you know those people there, when you you have those relationships with those people, and still see them around. Like Meg, when she's in the in the kitchen, like man, she's been here for years. Like yeah. a, that's so cool. Yeah, the vows at the front. Yeah, like you know, Troy. Yeah, and Troy's you see a lot of the trainers. Joey's and Charlie's. Absolutely. Like the strength staff. Yeah, Charlie and Joe in the yeah. equipment room. Yeah. Like those guys. Like it's those tell you that you have those kind of the right people around. Right. Now you just got to get you know. Well, now we got the right coach. Keep the same team. There Keep it rolling. is. Well, speaking of coaches, and you just mentioned his name, and it was something else that stuck out to me, and I, I had forgotten about this, but when we did that interview four years ago, it was probably a week before Coach Sperano passed. Yeah. And, and we all know, you know, it was sudden, and it was tragic, and, and certainly unexpected. And then we posted the interview two days afterwards, and Juice and I debated, like, how do we handle this? But you had spoken so glowingly about him and how important he was to you and your journey um, that we felt that, that those words, it, it was important to get those words out there. You know, that was almost a tribute to coach and, and that you had unintentionally given, but now reflecting and looking back and, and, you know, I guess you did kind of shed some light on it a minute ago, but talk about what he meant to you as a player, as a person and, and as a professional. So I think with coach Sperano that anybody has ever met him personally, you know, outside of, you know, just them being a fan, never said anything bad about him. Mm -hmm. Now you might get some pissed off Dolphin fan that you know that doesn't know personally that said probably say right. something about him coaching, but that's what he meant to us as a as a football team. You know, like I remember, like I, I think we talked about it on the thing. I remember he when he got fired, how many guys showed up to his house that night? Yeah, like it was like a respect thing. It was like it was bigger than football. Like he loved you as a man, as a football player. You knew every single day he was gonna get his best and he was gonna push you in a way that got your best. Now you might not like it all the time, and he he, he was very strict in a lot of stuff, but. He would push you as a, I remember I had these blisters on my feet, right? And I was like the first round pick. I had held out of camp. And so they're already giving me shit. They're like, oh, you got, he's a superstar. He's a right. prima donna, all this other stuff. So I'm showing up, I show up and get these brand new cleats. Now he's like, oh, let's try these cleats on. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, well, cool. Try them on blisters. First day of camp, right? I'm back. I'm like, man, I can't practice. He's like, oh, pounds, you know, well, my wife. She gets, she complains about her heels. <laughs> she complains about her heels when, her, when it, <laughs> He did you like that? <laughs> yeah. And she said, guess what? She still puts them on. Oh, I said, man. but Cole, my, your wife's feet probably don't look like this. <laughs> I don't think she's being asked to do the same thing either. <laughs> and she ain't got about Paul Solia. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, that was right, my point to him. Right. <laughs> but, but it was just those personal, like those everyday thing oh, about him that, you know, you hate it sometimes as a grown man to say like he was like a father figure because you have, you know, you've already made it as a man. Like you had your father along the way, but he was one of those guys that guys could sit here as a grown man and say, you know what, I look at him as a father figure just because you know what he, he meant so well for you. Not just a football player, just as a person. Yeah. Every, sing, every single day you knew what you were going to get out of him. And that's what I loved about Tony the best, you know? Yeah. You know, Mike, I remember the second half of my career, all I realized that our offense was not living up there in the bargain. You know, we weren't, our defense was so good, but the offense couldn't hold up their end. And I say this because I know you had all these great accomplishments, as a matter of fact, going to Pro Bowls, but at the same time, the rest of the line was always getting bashed. It seemed like by media, everybody was, was always an offensive line thing. How did how you, you balance that yourself with your personal success, you know, which was great, but realizing that your whole group was not, you know, receiving, obviously, the, the accolades that you wanted them to have? 
So I, I always looked at it, I guess, in, in that perspective is that as a lineman, without the group success, there was no individual success. And like, mm-hmm. and so I, I always instilled that in my brain and, and it always made me never ever sit there and look at my other guys like it was their, it was their fault. It was a, it was a we problem. So every time we ever got bashed or a guy got bashed in the media, I'm like, nah, it's our fault. We got to help him out more. We're a unit. Without without one of us playing good, all of us suck. Like, they're going to sit there at the end of the day. I don't care if I made the Pro Bowl. They're still going to say the Dolphins line needs to be refixed. Uh, Pouncey, he, he's not a good enough leader to make these. It was, it was always going to be that. So I said, once I understood that part, I was like, bro, it's always a we thing in that position. If we do good, everyone on here eats. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I always felt about it. So when I instilled that in my brain that, you know, but as a lineman, man, we always we work together, man. Like it ain't about one guy, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. right, we that, play so yeah. many plays. Like a receiver go out there and play 30 plays. Right. We got 70. How am I gonna fault this guy for the three sacks he gave up? Man, other 67 plays, he could have been a straight dog. Right. But the media, how everyone and the fans are gonna look at him. Man, he gave up three sacks. Yeah. Did you give him up in the fourth man, quarter? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now if he's doing that, he got to get him. Yeah. He's yeah. doing three and a four. We gotta get him. Fuck out. He gotta go right now, Juice. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, but, yeah. yeah. The mother six, seven, no, no, save it for the four if you're going to do right, that. But, right. well, no, nah, that's how, I mean, because, you know, that just the perception of it. It's like, yeah. now, receiver, the same way. Yeah. You go out there, you could have the best game of your life. You drop two balls in the end zone, nah, should get rid of them. Yeah. They don't see the blocking you did. They don't see the little, the first down you caught to change the whole game. You don't see none of that stuff. They see the drops. And that, that's kind of what magnif- it gets more magnified with the line position because there's no glory in it. Right. Right. It's all it's and all you're right. It's on, and it's one unit really. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And you're only as good as the weakest link most. The, the only time. glory you hear is about that the office line. They never say they point out one guy until the end of the year. Oh, he made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> right. You sit there talking about oh the Cowboys line or the Steelers line or all these big lines that get the glory as a line. You never get it as the individual. There's no other position right. group like that. No, football. none. Every other position That's you get it. your own That's individual it. stuff. And line is more is you know. And not only that, I mean, we, we talk about the offensive line. Other than yourself, you know, and your brother, you know, playing the center position. They're usually the worst athletes on your team, too, yeah. if you think about it, man. You know, and they got to go against Jason Taylors and, you know what I mean? Talk about Paul Soliaz yeah, and all yeah. those guys, man. That's a O-line, that's the a last room out. That's why they put it close to the door. They, right. they, they let you know, you can't, if you can't play O-line, you're going to be out there with the fans. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> the last room out. I like Hey, guys, it's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Well, you talk about the Pro Bowls, and uh, you made your first Pro Bowl as a center following the 2013 season, and you went back the next year, but as a whole different position. You went back as a guard. Talk about what that was like, you know, to have to make that position change, which ultimately we know was not really a reflection. Well, it was a reflection upon what your versatility was, but it was – uh, that whole best five guys concept. And that always gets back to the weed thing. Cause when I, I remember I had surgery that year and we brought in Sam Satelli. Yeah. Sam was a good center. He played a long time in the NFL. And when he came in and filled in for me, he was playing well. 
Now, this time we had already benched, but the two guards, like, in the first four games, they're like, I'm, the whole week I'm coming back, I'm playing center in practice. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm doing I'm like, we're, we're coming back. Sam said, I'm taking his reps now. He done been there. I done been on PUP. He been starting the last four games. Right. So I'm taking all his reps now at practice. I'm like, dang. So in my mind, I'm like, I feel bad because I'm a, like a leader on the team and like, not that I don't want to be back out there, but I just seen the whole process of the thing. And I'm seeing us bench guards. I'm like, man, how am I going to figure it? In my mind, I'm like, man, I need to go and say, let me play another position. But then I'm like, well, I'm coming off surgery. Let me just go back where I'm comfortable at. Sure. Right. So they come to me like that Friday before the game. Oh, so like, you were already thinking about it. Oh, yeah. In my and mind, because I'm just seeing how, I'm seeing how it's going to work out. I'm like, well, Samson, he, at this time, he's in year 10 or 11. He's weighing like 260. Man, he put a damn 10-pound dumbbell in his ass to weigh in and weigh in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to put on a little weight. And I'm That's like, crazy. there ain't no way he can play guard. Like, there's impossible. So I'm serious. So they, when they came to me, I was like, I'll try it out. Man, I go through practice. I'm like, all right, well, shit, practice ain't as bad. Like, I'm, it's, it feels good. I feel comfortable. Like, you're going against the scout team. Man, that first game back, man, I'm sitting there. I, after that game, we, I play, think we played Green Bay. I'm sitting there in the locker room. I'm like, man, I got to figure this shit out. I got to figure it out fast because guard, they're on, you, they're on you a lot faster. Yeah. And then I started to get more comfortable. I guess it's just coming out of the surgery had me like yeah. feeling like I was a step behind. Not even on the field, because on the film, when I watched it after the game, I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But your mind. If your mind right. is there. Your mind's a little bit slower because now you're so used to the practice tempo. Now you're getting the game tempo. You're like, oh, I feel like I'm behind because it feels like everyone else is moving faster than you. But I settled in. I got comfortable. And you know, that's why I was, I was really fine with going and playing guard, even though I had made the Pro Bowl the year before. Because it was like, man, as a lineman, you, you either a part of the group or you're this guy that has an ego and you're outside like a sore thumb and they, they don't work in O-line groups. Like even the best players, like the, like a Trent Williams, all those linemen in, those room, in, in this room love him. A Deion Dawkins, he's a left tackle. That whole group loves him. Like you can't stick out. He don't take, and he's the only guy on that team making a Pro Bowl every year. Right. See what I'm saying? Because it's like, a, man, I'm getting the glory because I love these guys and I want what's best for them and we work as a team. Like just like when we go out a game and you give up three, four sacks, man, you don't feel good. I don't, I don't win games where I felt like I didn't miss a block, but we still lost. Mm. I don't feel good going out of those games because it's like, man, the line we didn't play as well. Like we don't, we didn't. I didn't feel like if you feel good coming out of a game as a lineman and you took a loss or y'all gave up four or five sacks, then you're just a selfish guy in my in my mind, and you care about you more than you know the group. How much were you able to draw from your Florida days when you had to go back to guard for a little bit? Because I know you moved from guard, and then when your brother went to the league, you went to center afterwards. But were you able to draw anything from from Florida? Yeah, I, I, I just went back to where I was comfortable. I was yeah. always comfortable with guard stance, yeah. like having that foot back, right. not having to worry about the snap, just firing off as fast as possible. So once I just caught back me up mentally, guard was kind of easier for me because now I can just fire off the ball and not have to worry about snapping it into the stands. And it just felt like running, running blocking was a lot easier at guard. Now pass blocking, when you hear that center say lucky, lucky and you on the right, and you know he going left. Yeah. Shit, you better hold Aaron Donald in front of you. <laughs> no doubt. But well, whatever you did, it wasn't because you you got voted to the Pro Bowl yeah, as a guard. So it was one well. thing for you yeah. to try to do the best for the team. It's another to do it at an it elite level. It was some level. big games that we just had that year. Like we ended up playing like the Lions with and Dominican Sue. I played well against that game. We had it was some big games where everything just kind of just lined up. And I think uh, we uh, we had a good rushing attack that year with like Jay. Maybe that year was he was running the ball really right. well. So it all kind of just fell into place where. Team success gives everyone those, you know. The individual success, for sure. But then you end up at the Pro Bowl, and not surprisingly, your brother yeah. is starting at center, and there you are, Pouncey Brothers, <laughs> lining up next to each other again. That was fun. That was, that was an experience that, man, see, that's, that we always dreamed about playing that. So we always thought, man, maybe free agency, and then I ended up signing my extension. Then once I got, you know, cut with the Dolphins, 
Frazier hits again. He's like, man, come up here. I'm like, man, bro, at this point, I'm 280, 280 pounds. Ain't no more guard. Right. Guard dead. Like, man, I'm going somewhere <laughs> where I can do what you do, get help on the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was fun in the Pro Bowl, man. Like, playing next to him again, just at every level, being able to say we got to play next to each other was just, you know, something we'll That's be able amazing. to live on forever, you know. And, and we're very thankful for the way our careers turned out. But more than anything, we're excited about this next journey in our lives. It's just prove that. You know, a lot of times as an athlete, you get stuck in that world as, man, like, what, what am I going to do next? So I'm going to go back and, you know, be a, a coach again, or I'm going to get back in the football world. And don't, don't get me wrong, I coach my son's tackle football team and their flag team, but I just wanted to, to do something different in life where I could prove that, man, you're just bigger than athletes sometimes. Like, right. some, I don't want to just be remembered for my little small 10-year window, window in NFL because, like, I meet people now in life, they don't look at me as, like, an NFL player unless I tell them. I see all the tattoos, and they're like, he did something. Yeah. But when I – they're like, bro, what did what'd you well, do? Also not, you're like, so young. Five, eight, no? Yeah, right. like you're so young. They're like, what'd you do? Like when I say oh, I'm retired. Tired, yeah. They're like they can't believe it because they're mine. I'm like, dang, see, I don't want to be that guy that would be like, oh, he retired football player. That's all he ever did. He saved his money well. So we got into this real estate stuff, and now we own this liqueur company that's that's yeah, blowing up big I was time. I'm about and, to touch on all this stuff. The retired life seems it's pretty. It's okay for the pouncy brother. Yeah, yeah, right? man. We stay. We we are just man. The best thing you learn about being an NFL or being a great player is just routine. So in our, our afterlife of our professional life, man, create a routine for yourself. Yeah. And we create a routine of how we get out the house every single day, where we go and do this, we check on our business stuff, and we, it's kind of the same little structure that we use in the NFL to go through our day. And it's, man, we we're on this mission now to just prove, honestly, just to make more money than we did in the NFL outside. That is, so, that's a hell of a goal right not, there. Not, yeah, especially goal, if you yeah. saw those yeah. contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we made a lot of plans, so that we got a big task. You got it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, but, but you got something. You got something to grind and Yeah, you can't, for, you can't set small goals. Like, small goals anybody can create. You got to yeah. set stuff that you feel like is untouchable sometimes. And when you do that, you're going to always reach for it. Yeah. And you mentioned Caden, you know, coaching football. Yeah, oh, yeah. But how's that? How's yeah, he's that doing going? good, man. So, we finally got him. He, he ended up fracturing his elbow at the beginning of the year, but now he's back full time. Oh, and it's right in time right now. We got one more game into the playoffs. And so. Are you, are you OC? What's, what's your nah, no, nah, I'm just. So, I was OC last year, but so we transferred parks and how they, you know, it's crazy how they have these. Oh, yeah. These, you, you probably know. <laughs> yeah. And so they made me kind of like sit out of here. So I just do like game plan and stuff and we coach. And I'm like, I sound the water boy. You know what I mean? Right. I'm Bobby Boucher. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Best Bobby, age two in town. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. So I, I'm kind of like the team the equipment manager this year. Like, I'm there every single day I'm sitting there yelling from the sideline I just on game day I can't be there yeah. oh that's too funny he's a baller he's, yeah, he's oh yeah, little, yeah he's good yeah yeah I, I don't know that offensive line is in, in his future he's got a little too much shape for man, that I've seen him do some some impressive stuff on the football field but man I went to American Heritage and seen him give a speech man I, I've never been so proud of this really? kid like how old is he now he's nine now what? He's, he's a student government. He's like, he's oh, involved you know, so in school. So I'm still afraid to give speeches. Wow. Yeah, me, I'm, I'm 57 And the way he old. spoke, like, he didn't, he didn't miss one line. He's sitting there, he was Neymar Jr., right? He's sitting there giving out this whole thing. He's like, man, well, if you don't know who I am by now, you just really don't know soccer. And it blew my mind, like, how it came out. I'm like, man, this kid got it. This kid got it. If he don't make it in football, which I hope he does, he going to do something good in life for sure. All right, well, we're, we're going to wrap this up soon, but I, I cannot ignore the elephant in the room here. It's the tattoos, man. Oh, yeah. It's the ink. They're you know? everywhere. Like, they are everywhere, literally everywhere, everywhere. So I, I was going to ask you, I didn't know if you would be wearing a hat. I took it off. just You just got the, the top of your head done, yeah. man. Talk, talk yeah. to me a little bit about, like, I get, you know, you had tattoos probably when you were younger, and then with more money yeah. comes, you know, more ink and all of that. But, like, where does 
does it stop ever? Like, what, what's going on? Yeah, it's, it's, it's done now. So I, <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna touch the face. So what I did was, is that I drew my hairline so that if I ever wanted to grow my hair back out, yeah. they would all be hitting. You know? well, that's I nice didn't go, I didn't go too, I didn't go too, yeah, I didn't go too. <laughs> They're not all gonna be hitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry cause I, I, when, I, when you said it, I looked, I said, ah, oh, shit, you got, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get that yeah. bad yet. I grow my hair, yeah. <laughs> It ain't hey, I can't laugh. No, I, I can't laugh. I, I'm passionate. I love <laughs> tattoos, man. I just I love the look of it. And honestly, man, I made it to a point in life where I just feel like, man, I have enough money. I know that everything is going to be well. I, I know that my, You're not my worried life's about the job be... interview. No, nah, I'm, I'm hiring people. Right. That's right. my thing in life now. It's like, OK, so if I enjoy this look, what's wrong with it? You know, I don't encourage anybody to do it. I don't tell my kids. I, my kids, I'm like, you ain't getting no tattoos. <laughs> is that a tough it, sell, though? It, like, yeah. <laughs> Because it's like it's like anything. Do so what like, I say, not as I do. I always get this example. It's like anything you anything you put around a kid young, they kind of get away from. It. Like my mom, she smoked cigarettes when we were young. Now she stopped now, but I just can't even be around cigarettes. Can't stand the smell of it. It's like my kids now. So I ask my son, I'm like, man, what do your what do your friends at school say like about all the tattoos? It's like, man, you're. Crazy, your dad's crazy. Like, what? Are you, what are you, right. I asked my daughter. She's fourteen. I'm right. like, what are your? Well, what are your she's like, oh, your dad's a, you know, they're the coolest dad ever. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's just an age difference, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> we want any of the boys that she goes to school with to oh, think that man. your my dad's son, crazy. He's like, dad, no more tattoos. Like, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the age difference. Like, it's crazy. Like it's the mindset of some kids, you know, but. It's been more. It's, it's been more acceptable now than, than these days in life, you know. So yeah, but yeah, I never touch the face. Never. Okay. Not too pretty. You guys are good looking guys. Yeah, man. too pretty. Man, what would you do that for? Yeah, it'd be crazy. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's good thing my piece is in here. That's the first thing. Yeah. How do you tell the oh, difference? Him How the better yeah. yeah. You know he go. I got to get it out before him too. I know, that's, <laughs> right. That's, that's right. That's right. So man, we talk about a lot has changed. You know, since uh, you know, we had you guys over the house with the pool table squeezed yeah. in there. But one thing we've also changed, we've got a new thing that we do on the show called Two Minute Drill. So we're gonna do this, we're gonna put two minutes on the clock from DJ Preach, and we're gonna fire a few questions. And the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, the center should know how to do yeah, the two minutes. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah he's gotta drill. drill direct, you know what I mean? You gotta <laughs> he got some water calls. though. So we got two, yeah, hold on, I wanna make sure. How many downs we got, how many timeouts? There we go. Yeah, Every yeah, offensive player's gotta yeah, get yeah, the timeouts yeah, in situation, right? Yeah, you yeah got he gotta have a little work. Yeah, you got one timeout. One timeout, okay, cool, cool. Give me a little time now. I don't have to spike and lose no downs. Right, right, right. All right. That's great. We're good. Okay. All right. So we know that you and Marquise are identical twins, but which Pouncey brother got in more trouble growing up? Uh, I would say probably both of us got in the same amount of trouble growing up. I mean, every day I was, his, I was his right hand. He was my left or I was his left, however you want to put it. But man, he was Batman and Robin a whole lot. So. Okay. Batman and Robin and the, the, the role might have switched. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, then, yeah, it always well, switched. Right. Well, <laughs> well, you never know. I'm you know Batman, one day I'm Robin. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> 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 All right, which Pouncey brother was a better student? I was. I was a better student. I, honestly, my brother tell you that. I it's kind of, I don't know, I guess that's what my son into, was into it a little bit more, but uh, yeah, he always looked for me for the answers. And he would always say Mike was a better speaker, he's a better football player, and that's kind of <laughs> how it worked <laughs> out. Yeah. Hey, later in life, that's not so bad. You weren't so bad yourself. You better for me now. That's yeah. exactly right. All right, I don't want to get on either of your bad side, nah. but which one of you would I really not want to be on your bad side? Marquise. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the little brother, and he, he's big, so but I call it, still call it little man syndrome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they always they always out to prove themselves, and he it's a little, it's a little brother. Little brother, how, how how little brother is he to you? He hates when I have one minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. He was supposed to be the older, but my mom had a C-section. You know, I, I was on top. Hey. Was like, man, I pushed you out. <laughs> That's right, crabs in the bell, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Funny. All right, we talked about the tattoos a little bit. Would you say they are a collection, an obsession, or an addiction? 
I would say an addiction. Mm. Yeah, I would say once I, because I would look in the mirror and I say addiction because I would see an empty spot and like, oh, I got to fill that in. I hate the pain. I hate the feeling of it. Uh, yeah, it has to be an addiction. Just yeah. To, just to see the empty spots and that's why I kind of filled up every spot. It sounds like it, but you've kicked it now. Yeah, it's you've done. Kicked it. Yeah, it's done with. Do we need to call a timeout? I want to get these questions. Right, so yeah, Juice yeah, is yeah, calling yeah, a timeout. Okay, I want to cool, make sure we get it. these yeah. questions yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Somebody's watching the clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a team. It's a unit. Yeah. As a quarterback. It's a unit. Yeah, that's a unit quarterback. That's right. He yeah, does call me as quarterback, which, you know, if I'm throwing to him, it makes me look good. That's the way it goes. All right. So what's more exciting, pancaking a 300-pound defensive tackle or watching Swaggy KP, your son Caden, score a touchdown? Man, watching my son. Yeah, I get no more excitement than out of watching my kids enjoy it, what they love. And, oh, that's good. You know, I, it, was, it was cool seeing him come back after the game this past weekend, his first big game. And he was riding home with his mom. He was like, Mom, it, like, it felt good today. He's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? She's like, it just felt good to be back playing football. And I'm like, man. That meant the world to me. You know That's I mean? awesome. You block a 300-pound man. He's sweaty, stinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final question. We already talked about this. But if you had to, if you were to get one more tattoo, where the hell would you put it? It'd be, yeah, I'd probably get a, if I ever get married, probably be a picture of my wife with my ass. You know, they'd be, they'd be a pain in the ass, and that's what that would be my point behind it. You, Pain in my ass. <laughs> that's you know a two-minute drill. I mean, God, that, that's how you end the crowd with a two-minute drill there. Wow. Got a touchdown. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that is cool. definitely give a touchdown. Come on, now. You got to give me a little bit <laughs> yeah, on that. Yeah, that was about on time. I need an end zone celebration or something on yeah, that. Yeah, we ain't got to kick the extra point on that one. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, game no, over. Uh, game <laughs> over. I'm glad you said it, and I did it. Right. Man, I, you know what? It took four years to get you back in here, but you certainly did not disappoint. And I'm glad I finally got your new number. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I, and yeah, I, went I was getting in my feelings. Yeah, I went incognito. I went, we went media dead for a little while, man, just to just stay away from it because everything became like we so we first retired. Every every interview we were doing was about football. Mm. And then it was like, okay, let's get into the business world a little bit and start talking about our real estate, our other business ventures. And it was like every interview we tried to get on, they were like, it would always go about football. And then the right. last couple seconds would be about, oh, and I tell you what you got going on. I was like, you know what? Let's just get away from it because we're too close away from, or too close to a retirement. Yeah. That all they want to talk about is football still. You know, it was like, all right, let's just be get away from all the media. And let's just, you know, get away. Just show them right now. That's how you stop talking, you show them. Right. So when stuff started popping up, like our sales went up 865% in our liqueur company. Wow. Stop talking. Show them. Once they started, so now we started talking to people. Oh, tell us about the liqueur. They call them about the liqueur company stuff now. Business, different business right. ventures. And, and it kind of just, that was kind of our mindset with it. We just, you know, every interview just turned into about football. And, yeah, well, I'm glad we yeah. spent 44 minutes yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. football. Four minutes ago, tell us a little How can we, what can we do with your liqueur company? Talk to you guys. Well, I kind of look at you guys as the Dolphins, but it's, it's kind of doing the same thing. Like, we got we got a hold of uh, Tom Garfinkel, and he put us in touch with, you know, the, you know, I guess the alcohol people with the hard rock. And so that kind of stuff, there. we're going to, they're going to start seeing us in the stadium and a couple of different, you know. That's great. Um, what do they call them? Um, like, oh, the convention center. So they're going to be inside, yeah, gonna be inside the convention center. I was like, I don't go outside yeah. of Broward County. Because, yeah, you know, at the game, it's kind of hard to, like, yeah. sell people on the court. But the convention center, when you have those events and stuff, so right. the Dolphins are going to do a good yeah. job with that, but having us in there, that kind of stuff. But no, that's, that's awesome. Make, it's going to be. Well, you know, charity events serve uh, alcohol they as well. Sure so yeah, y'all want to have, have some foundation. Yeah, we are the golf tournaments and stuff. Yeah, the golf tournaments, will come out there. We'll have our people come do the stand. And I love them drinks. Espresso. We got all, we got everything. Very that cool, espresso man. liqueur is the biggest thing out, I'm telling you. Well, congrats on all your success from everything, from lifestyle choices to business to 
you know, being a dad and a, I guess not a coach, a water boy. Yeah, 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 equipment manager this year. I'm going to be back coaching next year. They can't keep a big coach down. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Good for you. Good for you. Hey, thanks for diving back in, Mike. No, nah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Sitting down with Seth Living. Seth. OJ. Juice. Juice, man. Ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans. Yeah. Golf fans. Number one. one. Of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dab up in that fish tank.